What's up, BC family? It's your host, Don Shea Bates, and I am back with another podcast episode on today. You guys, I am so excited to be here. I know it's been a while. Me and God have been being what I like to call foot soldiers, okay? God has been using me in many, many areas all around, okay, each and every place that he sends me to. Um, So thank you all for your patience. Thank you for going back and listening to other episodes. I see the numbers rising. I see you new subscribers. Welcome to the family. If you have found yourself here on multiple occasions, thank you for returning, okay? God is doing amazing things through the Boldly Confess family, okay? So I pray that you all continue to boldly confess because ultimately that is what God has placed us here for, uh, to reach brokenhearted souls, okay, broken, um, you know, it could be brokenhearted, it could be broken in spirit, you know, faith being a little weary, needing a little push or a word of encouragement, that is what we are here for, okay, to win souls to the kingdom, glory be to God, so today, you guys, I have a message, um, it's going to be based out of the book of Jeremiah, this is an urgent, timely message for the children of God, um, those who have been building, um, I know we have been talking about God's speed, on our last episode, and just a little um, overview of that. Godspeed just simply means to stay within God's timing, not stepping out in front of him, uh, because obviously, if he is our guide, we need to know where we're going, how we are to get there. We need the directions. Without the directions, there is no destination that we are going to make it to properly. And when I say properly, I mean equipped with the tools and the things that we need to succeed in those areas, whether it be business, ministry, friendships, uh, you know, your family reuniting, whatever that thing is that you are standing in faith for. Okay. So today's message, glory be to God, um, is titled Life After. Okay. Life After is based on um, a viewpoint of godly restoration. Okay. And what godly restoration can look like is God pulling you out of whatever your past um, situationships, relationships, you know, your past life before you have received Christ, pulling you out of that, okay? Cleaning you up, whether that be therapy, um, granting you clarity of why you went through some of the things that you went through, um, clearing up some situations in the past that you just needed understanding on, uh, you know, financial stability, cleaning you up, You may not have always been good in your finances and God has been trusting you and even testing you in some areas. And I know a lot of people say that God don't test you. Um, I'm just using that word because I feel like it's relatable. Okay. And when I say God testing you in the area of your finances, meaning he may give you a big lump sum, a big lump sum to you could typically be $500, $1,000, whatever. And maybe if you're not always good with money, you eat out a lot. Maybe God just wants to see what it is that you are going to do with that money. Are you going to bless those around you? Are you going to harbor it for yourself and just put it in a savings um, and call it your own? That is what I mean um, in regards to the financial aspect of pulling you up and out of things. You know, wanting to see your heart posture in regards to these new things that he's doing for you and through you. And as well as your influence, okay? He's cleaned your influence up. Maybe some of you um, may have ran the streets, you know, in and out of jail, and you were very popular in the neighborhoods that you grew up in, but you always, you weren't always a good influence, okay? So godly restoration, like I said before, can just look like God pulling you up and out of a situation and cleaning you up for his great works, okay? And that sentence right there is what this is about for his great works, okay? 
And I already prayed, but I feel led to pray again. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for this time in your presence. We thank you for the podcast. We thank you for the listeners. We thank you, Father God, for the subscribers, the ones who will subscribe after this. We thank you, Father God, for the people who share the podcast so that other people can get their breakthrough as well, Father God, and know that they are not alone. I thank you, Father God, that I am a willing chosen vessel to come forth and give the words that you have for me to give. Father God, we know that it's not easy, but I thank you, Father God, that each and every day, those who you have called forth are going forth in great courage and wisdom, Father God. So we thank you for that. I pray that the word is perceived on today, Father God, and that I would decrease and that you would increase. In the mighty name of Jesus, we say glory, hallelujah, and amen. All right, BC family. So, in my study time, when I was reading in the book of Jeremiah, the Lord had just been speaking to me, okay? And uh, something that stuck out to me was the fact uh, about the godly restoration, in regards to godly re- restoration, was that it's most commonly referred to as God giving you a new beginning. A lot of people say, you know, God gave me a new start. I love God because he gave me a new beginning. You know, he gave me a second chance. And in this second chance, BC family, is what God has sent me here to speak about. Life after, this is what he wants someone to know, to whom this message is for, okay? God wants you to know that life after does not belong to us, okay? This is not a long word. This is simply as it says. Life after does not belong to us. When he has cleaned us up, We are called to go back out into the field, okay? Back out and to reach the people that he has called for us to reach so that we can pull others out, okay? Our finances are not our own, okay? God has been pouring, I mean, literally open up the window in the storehouses that are in heaven and pouring out finances. You, Some of you have are touching finances and seeing credit scores that you have not seen in the life that you have lived so far. Okay, you're doing well for yourself. It may not be, you may not be where you want to be, but you're seeing a steady flow now. Okay, and with that, you are not called to harbor these things and tuck them away for your own good so that you look good and your outfits are looking good and you just looking wine fine, ladies, brother. You looking real good. Okay, we're not that's what this is not about. It's, it's okay to look nice and to have nice, nice things because God did call for us to have a life of abundance. But you are called to also make sure that if you are in, if people around you are in need and you are in a place of influence, that you are making sure that you're reaching the children of God. Okay. And not just in the area of finance, you should be able to stop and pray with your fellow brother and sister. Okay. You should be able to say an encouraging word, even if it's just opening up and exposing a little bit of, um, you know, sensitivity, some things that you may have went through in that week that you wouldn't usually find yourself telling to someone, okay? Life after does not belong to you. Everything that you go through is for a testament, okay? A testimony, glory be to God, all right? We are here by grace, okay? And you can look at grace as a form of currency, okay? That's how I do it. So I'm going to challenge you all for the rest of this week to begin to look at your grace that God has given you this second chance, you know, this new beginning, however you want to put it. Begin to look at grace as a currency. Okay, BC family. And when you begin to look at it that way, I want you to decide what is it? 
that you are willing to spend your grace on. I know some some of us, I know I can speak for myself. There's been times where, you know, I say, you know, God clean me up. I'm on the right path. I just want to stay in the house. I'll post the post that he calls me to post. You know, if somebody calls me, I'll pray with them. You know, I'm not going to withhold any prophecies or anything that the Lord would have for me to give to people. And, you know, I, I got comfortable for a minute, just wanting to stay in the secret place. And that's not what God wants. And that's not what this grace is for. God didn't give us grace so that we could go hide ourselves, so that we could, you know, decide and be God and say who shouldn't be doing what and where we shouldn't go. If you really have faith and you really believe that God has given you that new beginning, you should have faith to the point where you say, well, Lord, I know that you didn't want me going into areas like this. But today I heard the spirit of the living Lord tell me, Lord, I heard you tell me that it's okay for me to go here today. In fact, that you are requiring of me to go here today. And this is a place that I wouldn't typically go, Lord. And it doesn't, it may not look good for what the religious uh, uh, viewpoint of what a Christian should look like or where a Christian should go or where they should carry themselves. You know, it doesn't look like you would have me show up to a pub. It doesn't look like you would have me go into the bar to go minister to this to this uh, brother or sister of mine and to pull them up and out of there. It doesn't look like something that you would call me to do. But I know, Lord, that I heard what you told me. And I know that there's a grace and there's a favor and there is a mercy, glory be to God, that is over my life. Father God, not just for myself, because my life is not my own, but for those who are in need. Somebody has been praying for a destiny helper. Somebody has been praying for someone to come in and save them up and out of areas that they have been in, Father God. Okay? And so in this BC family, what I'm what I'm walking this story up to say is, is that are you willing to spend your grace in those areas that you may feel as though you should not be? Are you willing to say, you know what? I'm covered enough to go do what God called me to do. I'm covered enough to go in this place where a lot of people feel like I shouldn't go because I know that there are Christians in there that may be backslidden. There may be a Christian in there who have felt felt judged in a church and may not be able to open up their mouth and speak. So they rather go to the bars and self-indulge. But I know that God called me to go. And if I just speak a simple word to them and let them know that they're not judged, but that I'm here to help, that that may be the very thing that pulled them back to Christ. What are you willing to spend your grace on? Okay, BC family, your life is not your own. Okay, this new beginning is way deeper than you. Okay, life after your godly restoration is so important that you are willing to step out on faith, okay? You got to stay in God's timing. You had a time of rest. We know in the word it says that there's a time and a season for everything under the sun, okay? So I'm here to let you know, don't get too comfortable in your resting season. Do not get too comfortable with where you think that you should be, okay? There's times where God is going to hold you closely, really close when he's filling you up and he's pouring into you and he's letting you know the things um, that you are going to be needing and equipping you with the wisdom for this next thing that you are going to be required to do. Okay. So don't get too comfortable sitting in that place right under the refuge of his wing. You're always going to be 
under his wing, okay? You're always going to be in that Psalms 91 protection. So don't be afraid when God is telling you to write the book. Don't be fearful when God is calling you to go out into foot ministry, meaning out into the public, okay? To pray with people, to feed the homeless, whatever it is. To take someone at your job under your wing. Invite them to church. Don't be afraid, okay? Embrace life after. And I want to go on into, we're going to go jump in the book of Jeremiah. And I'm going to kind of jump around. We're going to be in the book of Jeremiah, um, predominantly chapter one. Okay. And I want to look at Jeremiah. There were some things that stuck stuck out to me. Okay. And um, before we do that, I just want to say when God calls you forward to say, to do, to go someplace, it is a requirement. Yes, you have free will. But if you are giving God your yes, it is a requirement. Okay? Now, I want to look at Jeremiah because he stuck out to me because he was one who God was calling forward. The Lord was calling him to go do some things, okay? And he he was a little nervous. He felt he was too young, okay? And as we talk about the word young, I don't want to look completely at age, BC family. I want you to begin to take a look at your current situation. Young for you could simply mean lacking enough knowledge for some specific thing that God may be asking you to do. Okay, I want to jump down to verse four and it reads, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations right there. It's already said, the Lord, like, I already knew you. I already knew everything about you, okay? I called you, okay? Verse six, at last, sovereign Lord, I said, this is Jeremiah speaking. I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Okay. And I love this specific portion right here. I'm going to read a little more, but I want to stop right here because I love the fact that the Lord's character shows, okay. That godly character is just so beautiful. Here it is. You have a son of the father, which could be one of us who is fearful about something. Lord, you know, I don't think I'm ready to write a book. You know, I, you know, I have some spelling errors, you know, I, I, you know, I I don't know if I'm ready to go forth and pray for a friend of mine, because I really don't really know how to pray too well, but I know how to, you know, do just enough to get a breakthrough. Okay. And in those fears and worries and anxieties, BC family, the Lord is wanting you to know that he is with you just as he was with Jeremiah. Okay. And he's saying, you know, wherever I send you, whatever I call you to do, that clothing line, that business, that job I place you on, wherever it is that I send you, okay, I'm going to give you the words to say. Don't say that you're too young. Don't say that your finances aren't quite ready yet. Don't say that you're not a good people person and you don't really like to be around people because it is I who send you. And where I send you, I'm going to make sure that you're good. In fact, it says, in fact, it says right here in verse eight, eight, 
Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. So he's letting you know right there, whatever situation that you may be facing, if something were to go wrong, if something were to sit in your way, if God told you to go apply for an apartment and you've only been on your job for 31 days and they're requiring 60 or 90 days, God is saying, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the requirements. Don't worry about what the people are saying around you because it is I who sent you and I am going to be the one to rescue you in each and every situation. I am going to be the one to provide for you in the situations that I am calling you for to step into. Okay, God is going to send you the publishers. God is going to send you the, the wisdom and the knowledge. And all we are called to do is to call on him. Say, God, I thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge that you hold. Could you please pour some of that out on me in my current situation? Because God, I'm facing some things that I really don't understand. God, you're calling me forth. I don't feel ready, but I feel the urgency. God, can you equip me for the things that you are calling me to do in this season? Because life is not my own, God. Okay? And it goes on to say, Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth. The Lord said to me, I've put the words in your mouth. See, today I appointed you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down and to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. The, the word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a pot that is boiling. I answered, it is, it is tailing toward us from the north. Now, I want to stop right there. Because if we sum this up, the revelation that the Lord had given me through this text is that all those times that you have been questioning at home, and you say, oh my goodness, what a coincidence. I was just talking to the Lord about that. It's not a coincidence. The Lord is showing you, hey, I hear you. I'm answering you already before I've even placed you in the field. I'm, 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 I'm training you in that private time, that secret time. And I want you to know that when you see your prayers answered, it's not about what I'm answering you with. So it's not about what he's giving you. It's not about that you see the turnaround. It's the fact that he's letting you know that he is with you, okay? So don't get caught up in the tangible things. He, he's, he's letting Jeremiah know he's building his confidence, okay? And that is what the Lord is wanting you to know. That any place that you feel like you're going to be falling short, you're not. He's with you, okay? You are more than a conqueror, okay? You are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever ask, think, or imagine, okay? God is, okay? Because greater is he that is in you. So where you lack, you gotta know that you're an, you are not alone. When you fall short, that's when, when the game kicks into overtime, okay? It's football season, y'all excuse me, okay? <laughs> Bengals Nation, whoo day, all right? So what I'm saying is that when you fall short of something, you know your limitations, that's when you call on the father. But see, a lot of times the enemy wants you to go into that panic mode. It's just like, I'm going to use this example because it's kind of funny and I feel like a lot of people can relate. It's just like when you're in a restaurant 
Now you 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 get ready to pull the toilet paper and it's only four squares left. Now you know you need a little more than these little four squares. So you begin to panic and you looking around for your help. You looking around for that next toilet paper roll. You looking around for somebody's name that you can call in the house to bring you another roll of toilet paper, right? So the enemy will want you to be in fear. Like if I don't get another roll of toilet paper, your mind's going to kick into overdrive. Well, I might have to just get in the shower. I might have to do this, that, and the third. I will, these baby wipes are right here, but I know I shouldn't flush them. You're going to start thinking about all of these different things that could go wrong. The toilet could overflow. I might have to call a plumber. I don't have the money for the plumber. If I chip into my savings, then the house is going to go on floor closure. And all of these other things that have nothing to do with the current situation. When really only thing in the current situation is that you need to call on a present help. Call on the person in the next room. Call on that brother, that sister. Call on that mother, that father. Whether it be prayer, whatever it is that you're needing. Whether it be an accountability partner, whatever it is that you're needing. Don't think about the failure. You got to think about the present help. Okay? Um, I'm going to wrap this up. We're going to go down to verse 17, okay? And it reads, get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them, whatever I commanded you. Do not be terrified by them, or I will terrify you before them. Today I have made you a forfeit city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the king, the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. If that is not a father, I don't know what is. If that is not a father, I don't know what is, okay? He literally just said, they will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you, and I will rescue you, okay? He's telling you right there, even when you experience turbulence, even when you might experience some situations where you're going to apply for these different things and you're going to show up and try to do certain things, you may experience some turbulence. Some things may not go smooth, but guess what? He said that he will fight for you, okay? They will not overcome you. He's going to be the one to rescue you, okay? And if you know God like I know him, I pray you do. If you know God like I know him, you know that he will never fail you. He may not be right there at that present time, but when the time comes that it's needed, he's going to be right there to swoop you up, okay? So I just wanted to share that message with you all, BC family. I pray that it has given someone the encouragement that they need to keep pushing forward. You got to place your heart posture in something that's bigger than you, okay? When you're sad, you know, some of you may be like me. I don't have any children, okay? So when you're at home alone and, and, and you feel like, you know, I need some drive, I need something that's going to pull me out of this rut. You know, I've been in this rut a couple days and I'm just not feeling it, Lord. We all go through that. I know I do, okay? And, and a lot of people don't look like what they go through, okay? So when you see people feeling or you know they look like they're feeling good and everything just check on them how your day going just ask the question how are you okay all right and you never know a person might say you know what i'm not doing too good can you keep me in your prayers they might not even ask you to pray right then and there god may lead you to offer to pray for them right then and there but don't be afraid 
to be outgoing, outspoken. You never know whose whose darkness you may be the light in. Okay. Life after BC family is not your own. This godly restoration is, is, is a form of grace, okay? It is a form of currency. And what is it that you will spend your grace on? Will it be in the house, tucked away? Will you be tucking things in your savings? Will you be not answering the phone because you're trying to protect your peace? Or are you going to be willing to step outside of your shell, step into the field and go to the places that many won't go? in order for God to retrieve his children that were once like you when you were in the world. All right. So I just wanted to share this message with you all. I pray that it has blessed somebody. I know it has. Okay. Share this message. If you have not yet followed, please follow. Okay. God is doing some mighty and major things. Um, for those of you um, who are wondering what the email is, I'm going to put it down in the description box below. Um, so look for that. It's boldlyconfess at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to me, you just want to send a prayer request. I am always here to pray for you, with you, however you want to do it. Um, for those of you who are looking to sow a seed, we are going to be feeding um, the homeless. I don't like to call them that. I like to call them the bold. Okay. We're going to be feeding the bold um, this month for our um, monthly trunk haul, okay? So if you want to sow a seed into that to help feed the hungry, uh, help provide a coat, whatever it is, if you have a specific seed that you want to sow, specifically, I don't know, if it's a six-year-old little girl who might need a hat, put that in the um, email or put that in the description when you sow your seed. It's going to be cash app um, dollar sign, D-O-N-S-H-A-Y, that's Don Shay, L-O-V. There is no E, okay? L-O-V. Don Shea love. All right. So help me spread the love. You guys, God is so amazing. He's so good to us. And uh, I just pray that he continues to show his grace and shed his light upon you until next time. BC family stay great, blessed and filled and prosperous.